Hi there, I'm Robert Rankin, and you're listening to the The Geek Show. Oh yes. We are back once again with a fine selection of, well, I assume a fine selection of the oddest and weirdest news of, basically whatever involves much to dig out the gutter this week. The gutter is where it's at this week. <laughs> Although I did have oh, to leave some things in there. God. I did have to leave some things in the gutter. They were just too filthy for me to have on the show. Yes. Anyway, hello, I am Rob. Yeah, basically, I'm Andrew and the other two are Rob. That's... Yes. Easy introduction is easy. Yes, I am Rob as well. Yeah. You see, the problem is I try to be too complicated and it just backfires and explodes in my face. <laughs> That's yeah, what lesson she learned. said. <laughs> right. Oh, dear. Yes. Okay. Um, so, obviously... Yes, uh, so this is the big daddy of the Geek Show podcast network. Um, and if you want to support us in any way, you know, head over to the Geek Show, the code at your kit, and you will find it all emanating from there. Um... Speaking of, we're looking for writers, so if you go to our social media channels, you will see a link there to get involved. So, get involved. There you go. Could have done more, Could have done that more aggressively. I think not. But we'll soldier onwards and upwards. Yes. It's good, because if there's one thing that people react well to, it's hostile aggression. <laughs> well, we're in England, and that's basically our education system, so I thought I'd channel that and see what happened. Yes. Oh no, are we going to get loads of new writers with very conflicted emotions and they're all school teachers? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe I've just watched, I'm confusing Grange Hill for reality again. Okay, so uh, on with the news. And uh, remember last week we ended the show with uh, Petta? No, I don't remember last week. Last week's a blur. It never happened. <laughs> it never happened. My therapist says I'm not supposed to discuss what happened. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, right? <laughs> One of the things that confused me about last week's uh, last week's final news story was the issue of the five pound knot. Right now, we have a new five pound knot in the UK that's entered circulation, and we're going to be getting a new ten pound knot and twenty pound knot. And all of these new polymer-based banknotes have small quantities of animal fats inside uh, them. Yes. Right. And the thing that confused me is. Why hasn't Petter campaigned to the Bank of England, or at least written them a polite letter saying, "Please stop you making the new five pound note"? Is this is this a new is this a story? Or are you just getting on your soapbox? No, no, no. This is an actual story because the Bank of England has uh, responded to a variety of criticisms about the fact that it uses small quantities of animal fats, and I noted that. So the answer is they probably already have written a polite letter. Possibly they have. I don't know. It's just from the list of uh, people who have written to the Bank of England. I didn't see Petter there. So maybe that was an yeah, oversight. That's a really inconsistent PR department, <laughs> uh, Petter. The thought, you know, challenging Warhammer about their fictional creations was, you know, was well worth it. It was good use of their time. But money, which every single person in the country uses, that's that's too much for them. That's too much of a big league decision for them. Oh, well done, Peter. That's that's classy. I mean, the Bank of England has basically said that their uh, their so-called meat money is staying in circulation because that's what people have started calling it, meat money. 
it's just overly... This is just... The floodgates are open for, like, new money slang. Yep. Slap me down 50 steaks. <laughs> so, on that, on that reason, sausage. what are sausages if, for, yeah? If, if, money, if money contains meat, can I just slap down some meat on the table and use it for currency? <laughs> and then use that one sentence which is only ever used in Scotland and say, what? It's legal tender. <laughs> Yeah, slapping your meat on the table just took on a whole new meaning. Always with you, Rob. <laughs> Everything always takes on new meaning with you. Yes, yes, it does. Anyway, leaving that to one it's, side. It's, oh, it's peculiar, though. I mean, is it necessary for it to have that animal fat in? I don't know. If if they're not backing down on it, I'm assuming it's essential. I would assume. Otherwise, so. it, it, it's like you know my conspiracy that I've unearthed, which is the mayonnaise conspiracy. Which apparently all frozen sandwiches have to have mayonnaise in it because it allows the sandwiches to stick together when frozen. Maybe frozen? it's it's apparently you know frozen sandwiches. Maybe it's that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like when you get them in like your supermarkets and you get like the the sandwiches that are in like the fridges next to the bottled drinks. But um, they're not frozen. Well, they kind of are. And they kind of aren't. Well, the chilled chilled <laughs> okay, sandwiches. Okay, sorry. Chilled sandwiches, yeah. Maybe there's something like that where it has to be that because maybe the money will just fall to pieces if it doesn't have animal fat in. I don't know. Yeah, I've noticed... joke, but I think it probably is the thing... Because the whole point with these new £5 notes is that they're a lot more durable than the old ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably due to animal fat. Yeah. And Rob does have a thing about his mayonnaise conspiracy, you know that, because they say the mayonnaise is supposed to be a binding agent, but... Why would you then need mayonnaise in a sandwich that has barbecue sauce in it? Maybe barbecue sauce isn't sticky enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Judging by that burger you had the other day, <laughs> I think it is sticky enough. References to things that people who are listening to this will not understand. Classy, Rob. Classy. Yes, I am. Anyway, let's leave that <laughs> to one side. It too much mayonnaise in it. Yes. Let's yeah, leave... That's the controversial that we're finishing on. Yep. Let's leave that to one side and uh, head over to uh, Samsung. Now, you know Samsung have been prob- having problems with the Galaxy 7. Uh, yes, it explodes a bit. Yeah, it explodes a bit. Well, it wasn't no, it just... just... has a very powerful torch function is all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. The, it was the batteries that were exploding and catching fire and things like that. And now the factory that makes the batteries um it's a supplier is that, in is that exploded too kind of yeah uh, the oh wow okay. <laughs> <laughs> the factory that makes the batteries for samsung's uh, note 7 phones and their soon uh series 8 phones is based in tianjin in china and the discarded faulty batteries were all put together in a pile in the factory because well, logic isn't the thing, apparently. And apparently a minor fire happened in the factory, which uh, turned out to be not so minor, judging by the plumes of smoke coming from the factory. You remember when phones were just phones? <laughs> yes. And you, you didn't need some sort of supercomputer battery to power it. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy, crazy, crazy. I remember... It feels like the sort of, it feels like the sort of thing that like, a supervillain might corrupt, you know, he'll... You'll take over that factory and you'll turn all those old batteries into a bomb 
and he'll he'll hold the mayor ransom for like one million dollars. I remember when the so only what you mean is he'll just keep them as regular Samsung phones then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, with Samsung phones exploding, does that mean you know when you get onto a plane and they search you to see if you carry any concealed weapons or anything? Do you get arrested now if you're carrying a Samsung Note Seven? Maybe, but just go back to it. like this. Is did it? Did they explode because they were charged, or did they just explode when they were just being used? I think there was a fault with the batteries that just caused a chemical reaction to happen, and they explode. And the the thing is, I remember yeah, there's, there's videos online of them just like exploding in people's pockets. Yeah, I remember when the the. The thing that worried people most about mobile phones was uh, nuking their junk, not actually having it explode and catch fire, and then you run around trying to put it out. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think we got to this point, you know, the, the, the whole smartphone. Yeah. Does it need to actually progress any further, really? Well, it's weird because... I, I mean, what, what the phone now, yeah. you can basically play games on it, you can compute on it, you can email on it, you can watch videos on it, you can record videos on it, you can listen to music, you can record things. What else is there left for it to do? Where else is there left for it to develop? Why does it need to have this, you know? I mean, it's kind of like, it, it's the same problem with like video game consoles, isn't it? Where they've kind of just like reached the natural apex and now everyone's like, well, this one has an even better camera to the level that the human eye can't actually distinguish. But trust us, it's much better, and you'll like it more. And every little progression makes it even more volatile and, like, you know, ready to explode. It's just, just stop, stop. Just cool it. Cool your jets. But we're all secretly, we're all secretly thrill seekers. We like to live on the edge. No, 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 no. What all these tech companies got to do? You've got to sit down, relax, find a good granddad chair. And just sit and observe. And, you know, the world will be so much nicer. Every mellow, man. Real mellow. Yes. Yeah. What I don't get, it's like, it seems like the easiest way for them to make all the money ever is just to say, here's our new phone. It does exactly the same stuff as the old phone, but the battery <laughs> lasts for like a week. Yeah. That, as soon as you do that, that, that's actually a brilliant idea, Andrew. And as soon as anyone comes up with that, they're going to make a fortune. I mean, even on that sort of premise... I mean, phones now, the battery lasts, let's say, two days. Yep. Just about. That's it. That's all it needs to be. I mean, what are you doing with your phone that you're going to need? It? Ah, no, it's just... Sure, you I don't need it. A... The actual measurement of battery life is it lasts right up until it would be really inconvenient if it ran out of battery now, and then it runs out of battery. Are these, are these batteries, like, three days plus batteries, are they being targeted to people who go on the safaris and climb mountains? Because most other people, you know, within like two or three days, you'd be near a charger, so you can charge it up. But why does it need to be longer and longer? Is that it? Is people, are phones being marketed to people who go like, you know, Kilimanjaro, climb on top of Kilimanjaro, or want to post a selfie on Facebook? Well, no, no, I think, like, to be serious, it is kind of annoying that your phone charger is not like an essential piece of equipment, like if you want to go away for a weekend. Yeah. And if you don't have it with you, that's it. You're screwed. You've got no phone because it's going to die in like a day. Oh, no, but two days is enough, surely, though. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. You get these... Uh, Three or four days, like, that's your golden. You've got no issues in life. 
everything is fine. I but if any political opinions you might have will be fixed. Yeah. And see, look, Rob, I can make a political. <laughs> I actually agree with Andrew because I've been using the I've been using my phone for ages, and the charge on my farm uh, uh, the charge on my farm the charge on my phone lasts me three days. And what is your phone, Rob? It is a Samsung, and it has it's not a, it's not a smartphone though. It's a very dumb phone. Uh, it's like the size of the palm of your hand, and that's probably been. Yeah, it's been quite generous. It's it's tiny. It has no features. I don't even think it's got like a camera on it. No, nope. does it? No, nope. no camera. Nothing. It's just a phone. But now, when Rob is out in the fields of the farm he apparently owns, <laughs> and a horse like kicks him in the spine, leaves him crippled. I can, can phone say, for help. Well, thank goodness my battery is definitely full, so now I can call for help. Yep. Yeah, but what he should do, right, is go to the same doctor that Batman did in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but the thing is, if I had a Note 7, I might be, you know, I'd start using it and then it explode just to compound my bad luck. I'd suffer third degree birds as well as a horse kick to the spine. And then if you were no, if Batman. Spine punching can fix that. Yeah, and... <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> oh, anyway, leaving that to one side, um, we are talking smartphones, so naturally we're going to have to talk about apps. Now, before yeah. the show. No. Well, well, maybe, maybe we do. Maybe we just, you know, think apps exist and move on and be happy with our life. <laughs> Before the yeah, show, that's covered. This story completely covered. <laughs> <laughs> we are diving in, guys. Oh. Before the show, I had Rob and Andrew watch the trailer for a new show that Apple are launching. A new TV show called Planet of the Apps. Now, Planet of the Apps is basically, it's kind of a glorified Dragon's Den, but for app developers, and it has notable tech geniuses who are apparently the most culturally influential entrepreneurs in the world. People like Gwyneth Paltrow, Will I Am, VaynerMedia CEO Gary Vaynerchuk, and Jessica Alba, whose brand of organic baby powder was recently recalled. And I'm reading this, I'm going, organic baby powder? How is How does that make you a culturally influential entrepreneur? Well, she was just using flour, you know, like self-raising flour. So, so wasn't the wisest. You guys have seen the trailer. <laughs> I'm just, just, running, just running through that before we get to sort of the mechanics of the show. Yeah. Like, before uh, dragons, or whatever you want to call them, Will I Am? Yeah. Wasn't he supposed to be a musician? Well, Will I Am is actually a tech entrepreneur. He does. He likes his technology. And he no, likes no, to no, 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 no. He's not. You see, what he is, you know, when you get like uh, Britney Spears' new fragrance. Yeah. Nonsense or whatever it's called. Do you? It's it's like you're saying that Britney Spears is in the lab, in like the the, the, the lab court experimenting with smells and what smells like this and what smells like that and the smell that she wants. Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry. No. It's just an example. Just, it could no, be no, anybody, no. literally. It's just, I just I mean, I don't, I, it might not be true for Will I Am, but people like him are just a figurehead, you know, they just use his name for stuff. I, I just had this moment. I, I would watch a reboot of Perfume, a story of a murder with Britney Spears in the main role. I just had this <laughs> I, I had this mental image of Britney in the lab and Kevin Federline is just in a cage and she keeps saying to him, I need a new smell, Kevin. That's just weird, Rob, what you did. But yeah, I mean, he's just basically he sells his name. Yeah, I think. 
No, to be fair, I think Will I Am is like slightly more involved than that. Okay, okay. But other people like him generally, that's all they do. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think he's like kind of the exception to the rule. And like, I mean, obviously not like completely hands up, but I think he does at least try and do a bit of stuff. Yeah. Like he'll show up to the lab and they'll say like, oh, thanks for coming in, Will. You just, you sit in the corner there and you play with your Rubik's. But at least he shows up, damn it. Yes, at least So he, he has up. some, you know, claim to be there. Like, this, this tech guy... Oh, he's like CEO of a tech company, so yeah, that makes sense yep. for him to be there. Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow, why? Doesn't she like do stuff with organic food? She's a terrible, pretentious mum, yeah. you know. But, yeah, by stuff, I mean write books on how she's better than every single person on the planet. Basically, yeah. Is she, she the new Rosie O'Donnell? Or a daughter, I don't know. Is Gwyneth Paltrow the new Rosie O'Donnell? Kind of, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Gwyneth Paltrow is a seventh-level vegan and doesn't eat anything that casts a shadow? <laughs> I, won't, I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know exactly what you're calling her. <laughs> she is a member of Peter. <laughs> no, it's no, the, but, um, it's the other thing he's calling her. <laughs> but, yeah, you guys have seen the mechanics. Apparently... No, no, but the... the last one, the last one, let's get yep. to it. Jessica Alba. Yeah. What claim does she have to be on there? I mean, it's not like she's going to get a lot of people tuning in to see it because, you know, once upon a time she was a heralded as the most beautiful woman in the world by some terrible, you know, lads mag, probably. Well... And she was in a lot of terrible movies where she she never really acted. She just kind of coasted on her looks. Well, uh, well, she she was initially married to Mr. Fantastic but then ditched him for Machete, so we know that it went downhill from there. Yeah, so she, and she, she uh, failed. She the face in the second film, didn't she? Yes. I never watched the second one, but um, yeah, that's it. Wasn't good, Rob. You you saved yourself. I, know. I, I didn't like the first one, to be honest. But the, that's the thing. This is a, ma- a mad cast, a mad cast they have assembled that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, this is this is just like four famous people that they could find. I mean, I assume Apple have kind of like famous people vats. Possibly, do you know the worst part about this, right? The worst part about having those people there. Vaynerchuk is the only person who should be there. Yeah, we're all agreed on that. But if you look at the mechanics of it, and you guys saw this in the trailer, they're on an escalator coming down, and they have 60 seconds on the escalator to pitch their idea to these... Oh, got it, because it's an escalator pitch. Oh, oh, didn't think I would hate it anymore, but I do. But the elevator a... pitch is the classic idea, isn't it? You yeah. know, you've got 60 seconds, sell me. It's usually like the script um, idea to like, a studio exec. That's just really bad to put it as an escalator pitch. That's not the worst part. The worst part is... You're saying the worst part, like, there's somehow a good part. It's just no, no. all parts equally bad. <laughs> no, no, this is far worse than you imagine. Because Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Alba, Will I Am, and even Vaynerchuk to a degree... They are not the final decision makers, right? So what are they? They're basically the middlemen. They then take the idea and the people they choose and take them to the next level, who are the actual dragons, like in Dragon's Den, who then decide whether they can... <laughs> oh, this is so bad. Oh, God. It's Dragon's Den crossed with X Factor. Yes. Oh. So basically, so basically, it's an audition. You audition to be on the show. And then the show is an audition for a meeting with a tech company, which may or not be broadcast. 
So basically, it's an audition for a show that wasn't isn't going to happen. No, like it seemed like you go in, you pitch it to the celebrity whatevers, and then of the ones of them who are interested, like you pick one as a mentor. Yeah, and then, then... they'll quote unquote coach you, or what you mean, like stand around and be a nuisance. Yep, and then you pitch it again to, to actual people. Then win. I don't know. I don't understand how this whole system works. It just I, I don't yeah. understand the reason to have middlemen in the middle of this process. Do you actually <laughs> if you're a programmer and you're developing stuff, surely you had some coaching on how to present this to people already? Um, but the, the, if anything, I think the 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 rebellion here is this surely has to be the best example of Enough is enough with the, um, the, I guess you call them talent sort of panel monster show thingies. Yes. A, sh- a show where if you win, it doesn't actually win you anything. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you could go on to like, you know, some great big tech developer. Yes. And, uh, it's just dawned on me. It, it's put on by Apple. Yeah. This makes no so- this makes no sense whatsoever. So the people who put on the show are producing a show in which, you know, a group of people, we're app developers, talk to celebrities, and the celebrities will then come back around and talk back to Apple. Yep. It makes no sense. They could just talk to Apple and cut up that whole process. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, just nonsense. See what I mean? Also, like, if you want to make an app... Yeah. Make an app. Yep. It's not like... Thousands of people and companies haven't made their own apps and released them on the App Store and made money just by doing that. This show is confusing. It doesn't actually serve a purpose. It's more kind of ego stroking for Apple. Yeah, and Lex Jessica Alba potentially is relevant again. Yes. Shall we leave it to one side? I'm about as confused as I was last week after the procession of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, prepare to get more confused. Um... Apparently, the world is running out of sand. Says who? Lots of people, in fact. (laughs) But according to research, the world is running out of sand. Or not so much sand per se, more the usable sand, or the sand that we want to use to make stuff like buildings, windows, that sort of thing. That's probably not too good, then. No. See, um, my first thought when I saw this article was... Well, I don't understand. How can that be? If deserts are getting bigger, how are we running out of sand? Because research has shown that places like the Sahara, the Kalahari, even the Gobi Desert, they're all getting bigger. So how are we running out of sand? Deserts are filled with the bad sand. Yes, apparently deserts are filled with a different type of sand. Like, sand is sand. How does this work? Is this an ecological? Does this mean in years to come that the sand resources will dwindle? And humanity will be plunged into decades of sand wars. Possibly. Is this how Mad Max happened? I don't know. (laughs) It's possible I don't know. I Think about it. Apparently, we need sand to to make buildings and concrete and stuff like that. We need sand that has been eroded and worn down by the sea. The sand that has been worn down by the wind is no good. Why? I don't know. Can't, like, pretty much anything be manipulated to take on different properties? That's what I thought, but apparently... Well, also, can't you just, like, get the sand, get a load of seawater and sort of, like, 
run it through. That's what I thought. That was my first reaction. Can you not just do that? But apparently that's not allowed. I was thinking initially that this might be like an ecological story. Like, you know, we're dropping a lot of rubbish and all the rubbish is sort of getting mixed in with the sand and it's not, like, breaking down properly. But no, it's confusing. <laughs> yes. I mean, this, I mean, they're suggesting that beaches are getting smaller. Yes, because sea levels are rising and they're saying that beaches are getting smaller because sea levels are rising. All right, okay. Yeah, fine. But there's sand under the sea that we know. Yeah, isn't like the whole, like basically everything which isn't the country on the Earth's surface is sand. Yep. And it's just got water on top of it. Could we not just take some sandstone and power, turn it into sand again by crushing it? Is, is this one of these things again where, you know, the scientists have to figure out what like, um, Stardust was? <laughs> yes. Have we got to do scientists' job for them again? I think so. And they're already asking people to look for planets for them, you know. They've re- and just this week, they've released this thing. Um, there's a research thing in America. They've released this, uh, the guidelines on genetic manipulation in humans, how to make a better human, because apparently it's not legal yet, but they've released the guidelines for it. And I've got, a, you know, when, when a mummy and a daddy love each other very, very much. <laughs> They go to bed and they have a special time. And then nine months later, a baby is born. But then Lots where of... does the sand come in? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, do you have to rub the baby in sand? And that's how it can be in a building? You see, this is, this is, this is how, I... you know... <laughs> we start, you know, um, giving sacrifices to the son. This is how this sort of stuff happens. Or, 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 or. You never, you, never rubbed, you never rubbed your baby in sand enough. He's going to be a failure. Or, what if Cthulhu is real? <laughs> and what if Cthulhu is the one who's hoarding all the sand? And Cthulhu won't hu- let humans have any of the what? sand. Because <laughs> Cthulhu lives under the sea, That's... doesn't he? Yes, yes. And he also makes anybody who even sees his presence go absolutely insane. So you're just talking nonsense there, Rob. I don't know. Maybe Cthulhu just wants to build like a really big sandcastle. <laughs> I mean, he has been submerged for thousands of years under the ocean, so maybe he's just bored. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Could you imagine anything more boring being stuck under the sea for thousands of years? Yeah. I mean, I think watching the Planet of the Apps. The sea over and over again only gets you so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then again, you could be watching Planet of the Apps. Even our titles are stupid. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe Cthulhu is robbing us of our Sanders punishment <laughs> for allowing Planet of the Apps to exist. Yes. Oh, there's a big list of things. If it was, if that was his sort of his kickoff, I'd be worried about the sanity of Cthulhu, really. <laughs> there's so many worse things have happened. But yes. got to the point. No, just far. I can tolerate all that. What I can tolerate that? all of that, but Planet of the Apps, you've gone too far, humankind. I'm taking all your sand. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. I kind of like the... I kind of... You know, they've got cute Fulu. Yeah. I prefer petulant Fulu. <laughs> He's... <laughs> we kind of... Maybe it, it's a tortured pun, but that's what we do. That's what we do here on the Geek Show. Torture puns. Yes. Yes. Okay, right. So, if Cthulhu was in a lineup, in a police lineup, could you pick him out? No, because as soon as your eyes glance over him, your mind dissolves into a screaming mess. Well... Here's the thing. 
there's research from the University of Sydney that has apparently found that even if you're innocent in a police lineup, if you make eye contact with whoever's doing the identifying, then you're going to be chosen, even if you're completely innocent. But what if you think the person's dreamy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that question came into it. What happens if the person is doing the lineup and you give them a cheeky wink? <laughs> <laughs> what? What if you look at the person who's doing it and you think he looks like somebody I've seen on TV? Who does he look like again? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And, and if you do, if you're doing it that last way, you'll really give him, you know, narrow your gears and you'll think, hmm, you start scratching your chin. And narrowing your gears and scratching your chin is quite guilty looking behaviour. <laughs> Especially in a police lineup. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure how they've come up with doing this research, but they decided to do the research and they found. If you make eye contact, if you're in the lineup and you make eye contact with the person choosing who choosing who done it, then it means that you done it, even if you didn't so, do so, it. So, right, so what if you try your hardest to avoid gaze and you sort of playfully whistle and pretend to be innocent? Um, I don't know. They haven't gone down <laughs> that be route. Fine then. And if you're doing everything to appear innocent and not make eye contact, then that kind of makes you more guilty, doesn't it? So what if you say what? So right, what if what if you say not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, and then look completely innocent at the floor? <laughs> what, what if you just kind of like start pointing to the guy next to you and kind of just whisper, "It's him, it's him." <laughs> right, just a little, uh, just a little head nod towards them. What if you break? What, right, right, what, what if you break into a YMCA dance number and start staring at the guy? <laughs> oh no, it's not YMCA, is it? No, Macho Man, Macho Macho Man. <laughs> and then you do that. And stare at him on breaking eye contact. <laughs> oh, 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 right, all oh, right, right. What, what if you? The worst thing to do when you're eating a banana is stare at somebody. What if you do that? <laughs> That's just too suggestive. Yes, it is. <laughs> wait, wait. I've got it. I've got it. When they get to you and they start looking at you, just turn around. Yes, like Naboo. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're mocking this story, but it's just nonsense, isn't it? It is. I mean, okay, we know police lineups, they're a regular thing for police to do. Yeah, choose who's the, you know, can you pick them out of this crowd kind of thing. And sometimes it works. Sometimes they can pick them out. But we know that people who are, you know, in the vicinity of a crime happening or have been the, have been the victim of a crime their memories of it unless this unless they've been in like the military or something like that and they're trained to think of think in details like that uh, they're not really going to remember much so they're going to get things jumbled up so i think that's why they're saying yeah don't make eye contact but that just kind of makes you look more guilty if you're not making eye contact hmm i mean it's a little bit terrifying isn't it like our entire justice system relies on memories which can be very easily messed with yep i mean it's like uh there's like a psychologist called elizabeth something and she did this experiment where she'd like show people a photograph of a hot air balloon and say like do you remember going in this hot air balloon when you were a child and loads of people were like oh yeah i remember that day and it never happened 
Yeah, wasn't there a thing about uh, uh, there was a thing about that uh, a while ago? Somebody had uh, abused it in order to uh, get uh, cases done. You know, uh, get these cases uh, against people um, justified or something like that. Was it Darren Brown? It feels like Darren Brown would do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't think Darren what if, Brown. What, what, what if, right? What if? Um, you stare at the person, then you stick your thumb down your mouth and then you vomit all over the glass right in front of the face. Then you're definitely that... guilty of something. I'm just not sure what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're in the police lineup and you're actually Darren Brown and you, oh. it, and you say, now you're asleep? <laughs> It'd be like that Why little bit. Darren Brown not a supervillain? I don't know. I don't know. Just walk into a bank and hypnotise everyone asleep. Ah. <sighs> You know what this news story has made me realise? What? All the people who do, like, police procedurals on TV are really boring when they come to the scenes of police lineups. <laughs> I've never seen somebody unbreaking eye contact eat a banana in one of these scenes. No. Well, give Brooklyn Nine-Nine enough time. I'm sure they'll do that, it. That's very much something they would do on that show. Exactly. Uh, a newspaper in the Dominican Republic, they've issued an apology for running what is a real news story but apparently got fake news about uh, got classes fake news by the Trump Trump regime and I love the fact that they're actually calling it the Trump regime they're not calling it the Trump administration the reason why it got classes fake news though was because of the photo it used for Donald Trump which wasn't Donald Trump but it was Donald Trump they did a story about the Israel America relationship and they had the picture of Benjamin Netanyahu and that was fine but the picture they used of Donald Trump was Alec Baldwin's version of Donald Trump from Saturday Night Live, which goes to show just how realistic his portrayal of Trump is. The fact that news outlets are actually making the mistake and thinking he is actually Donald Trump. <laughs> this is kind of like the journalistic brilliance that I had like, um, this morning in our BBC's uh, morning programme, which instead of putting Nicola Sturgeon on, like the, the first minister of the SNP party, you put a gorilla eating a banana. <laughs> <laughs> there it is again, the banana. <laughs> it's back. Was the gorilla making like unflinching eye contact while it did it? <laughs> it was certainly studying what was going on while that camera was staring at it. So I guess, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'm pretty sure the same thing happened with Sarah Palin. Oh, yeah, when it was uh, Tina Fey. Yeah, yeah, they the... used a picture of her instead of actual Sarah Palin. Oh, these comedians are getting really good. <laughs> what if this is actually like some secret conspiracy and all the comedians are like lining up to just infiltrate and replace all government officials? Are you saying comedians are body snatchers? Yes. <laughs> it's just kind of the weird side of news, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, you got that happening, which I'm assuming it's fairly innocent. Yeah. Like the intern, the intern probably searched for Donald Trump. Didn't know who he was because you know Dominican Republic is a fair way off America. Um, not that far. That, it's it's far enough to not be mainland. Yeah, and that was the first thing they found. So they thought, don't really know who he is. We live in like a very relaxed um, place compared to <laughs> the super aggressive America right now. So you just you know put it up there. It, the, the sort of news that you've really got to worry about um, is the Taiwan one. Oh, God, yes. The uh, CG news from Taiwan. Yeah, because it's, it's I don't know whether it's intended as a satirical thing 
oh, whether it's, it's genuine, but they're basically exaggerating everything that happens in the news, like the events that sort of correspond to what's being said, but exaggerate it to the nth degree. Yep. Is this the world we live in now, you know, where news is just, it, it, it's just give up on trying to be sort of reasoned and, oh no, Trevor McDonald's like, and just going nuts. Maybe. I mean, we do live in a world of alternative facts now, so... Uh... We don't. We don't. That's just people trying to bury their things. Taiwan just, like, watched the news and just thought, you know what, no one's going to believe us if we say any of this, so let's just make stuff up. <laughs> yes. Because yeah, it's, like, the opposite end of, like, making Trump into Alec Baldwin Trump is is fun. But it's like only like the, the the shallow end of the pool when it comes to these sort of weird things news do. Taiwan and their beautiful things. Yes. Where they had like a, the the one for uh, Brexit was basically when Brexit happened, the United Kingdom just shot off into space in a spit and a rocket. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, I appreciate that stuff. I appreciate it when news has a sense of humour. It made it a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether. That's what uh, the Dominican Republic guy was doing. Um, possibly it was just an honest mistake. They probably just went, pictures of Donald Trump, and went to Google Images, saw pictures of Donald Trump, but then one of them was a picture of Alec Baldwin, and thought, that's the one. He doesn't look... He, he looks kind of normal in that one, so we'll use that. Yeah, yeah. Because our news is kind of a mess, really, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but, uh, yeah, we need more of this stuff. It's just... Well, you know, there's Donald, there's uh, Russell Howard's good news, and then there's just this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, shall we leave that to one side? We've got uh, only a few things left for today, starting off with uh, Reckitt Benkheiser, or the Reckitt Benkheiser Group. They're a uh, big conglomerate of other companies, and one of the brands that they own is Durex, Okay. And nobody really noticed this until, noticed this kind of, well, what they're saying either is a conflict of interest or maybe they know something other people don't. Because recently, Reckitt Bankheiser also bought another company called Mead Johnson, who make baby food. Yeah. You're not seeing the connection? What if they're just going through all the Jurex factories with like a pin? (laughs) Or what if they're lying about how tough they are? You see, you just can't. I can't get the the name out of my head. I'm just thinking it's Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph going through the Durex factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's really bad at it, and he keeps on getting caught because he's got massive hands. <laughs> <laughs> so he has the one who was voiced by um, Sarah Silvers do it because she's tiny and she's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wreck it. It being your prospects because of teen pregnancy. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, there's nothing wrong with having a conflict of interests. Well, it's not really conflict of interests, really, is it? I'd say it's more family planning. <laughs> it's like he's keeping in with all of the mummy and daddy love stuff. Yes, it is. I mean, there's weirder things, you know. Oh yeah, there's definitely like, weirder things. I've got. Uh, I've can't got think s- of any. Well, I've got one in front of me that is definitely stranger than that. Go on. Right. Okay. Yes. Let, let's make like Netflix and move on to Stranger Things. Yes. Well, this. I'm not sure what to make of this. Right. You know, tablet PCs. Okay. There are certain places where you don't want to be using a tablet PC. So. That's like the moon because there's no oxygen there, so you would die. 
forget the moon um maybe if your if your tablet isn't waterproof and you're underwater you know uh on top of a boiling pot a pit of lava on a trampoline would you use a tablet on a trampoline trampoline seems rather inconvenient to me hmm well this new thing from Togoli uh, called the Togoma system it can be added to trampolines and it's basically a tablet pc that your child can copy react to and control while they're jumping around like a loon on the trampoline because trampolines aren't dangerous enough how and why <laughs> i don't uh, know is, is, is this basically like a sort of educational touchscreen tv built into a, a trampoline kind of yes right because I'll, I'll be honest, you usually don't give, if that's what it is, I know there's oh, nuances, but it's a trampoline. You yes. bounce up and you bounce down, and you bounce up and you bounce down, and then you jump into each other. Then and then fall off the, the edge the trampoline swallows your shoe. Yep. And then you, you then jump too high and your head gets stuck in the side. <laughs> Steve Holmes, who is the founder of Togoma, which is T-G-O-M-A, the Togoma system, has said that the company is on a mission. Our goal, or their goal, is apparently to shift children's behaviour from indoor sedentary play to outdoor active play. Instead of fighting technology, it's about using it to transform screen time from an isolating sedentary activity to a healthy, engaging experience for the entire family. Do you think he came up with that idea when he just woke up in the morning? Possibly. That's, that's just nonsense. After a very good night out. Yeah. Yes. He had one of those special you know, cupcakes. He, he, you want kids to spend less time uh, in front of tablets, in front of screens, in front of phones. So you put it on a trampoline. So when they're not concerned with any of that. So you're basically making them put in front of a TV, tablet, phone. Well, my main concern is... In a is, situation where it's, not, where it's not needed. My main concern with this it's is... Like put, it's, like, it's, like, it's like putting one in a swimming bath, for God's sake. It's, it's idiotic. Yeah, well, my main concern with this is... Okay, so it's on the trampoline, a place that is notorious for not being able to predict where exactly you're going to land after you've jumped, right? So you could end up bouncing around all over the place. The only place worse than this would possibly be a bouncy castle. I like Americans and call it bouncy houses. Yeah. So what would happen then? Our aspirations. Yes. <laughs> um. They heard the phrase, Englishman's home is his castle. And like, I want a castle. I'll have a bouncy one. It's going to be so much better than the English have. Well, no, I guess, you know, bouncy houses are good. It keeps things realistic. After all, we wouldn't want to inflate their expectations. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Yeah, yeah probably. you crack your head. Like some, door, like some kid's going to crack his head off this. Some kid is going to crack his head off it. Or some kid, some kid is going to you know, basically smack into it and is going to get electrocuted and seriously injured by the trampoline at the same time. Are you sure you know how electricity works, Rob? There's not that much electricity in a tablet. Well, I don't know what kind of tablet is. You know, did they get get their batteries from the same place Samsung did? Yeah, I mean, like, maybe if it's a really bad crash and, like, they knock the back off the tablet and somehow eat the battery while colliding with it. Well, you never know. It could be like one of those scenes from, you know, Angry Birds where 
they they they've launched themselves, then then they impact on the tablet, and the tablet explodes and fires them off into space or something. Why has that never been done? Why has <laughs> everybody somebody never done like real life Angry Birds but with trampolines? That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> we just given the world ideas. I mean, well, I just... tried to, but apparently you can't just put magpies in a slingshot and fire them at people. <laughs> <laughs> this country. <laughs> This stupid country. But the worst that's going to happen here is you're going to crack the kid's going to crack the head open, and that's that's about it, really. Yep. Well, that's going to happen more often than not when they're bouncing in a thing, which acts on the wall of. Yep. Surely, even without that, what is the point of it? It's like you can't bounce and use a tablet at the same time. You're going to have to stop bouncing to do stuff on the tablet, and then like go back to back. Why? I th- What's the point? I think what they're thinking is that you know how you have these games that you can play. Maybe they've got a jumping game on there where you have to jump in time with what's happening on the screen, kind of like uh, a more uh, I don't know uh, uh, some weird version of Dance Dance Revolution. Maybe I don't know. It's a trampoline. It's bouncy, it's bouncy fun. Time. Please don't call a trampoline bouncy, bouncy fun time, Rob. Ever again. <laughs> <laughs> But it is bouncy, bouncy fun time, Rob. It's the best. <laughs> it's just simple fun. You're bouncing about. You're having fun. That's that's it. You're away from all electronical, electronic um, entertainment. Yeah. You were there with your friends or your family, bouncing, yeah. laughing, enjoying yourself. Why does a tablet need to be put in a What is it? A, ta- a tablet brings nothing. Nope. It's just a distraction from bouncy, bouncy fun time. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's one thing about bouncy bouncy fun time we know it's that it needs all your concentration yes exactly exactly and, uh, there's only one tablet you should need for bouncy bouncy fun time <laughs> and it's not electronic oh rob <laughs> go and wash your mouth up with soap anyway anyway we are coming to the end of the show so one last n- news story for you you know video game addiction that age-old kind of uh, chip on people's shoulder, how they get so addicted to a particular game and they lose sight of everything else. When you dream about it, that's the bad one. Yeah. (laughs) I sure feel sorry for those people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are certain times in your life when you shouldn't be ruled by your addiction, yeah? So um, maybe if you're... uh, you know, driving to work, you shouldn't be playing a video game at the same time. You know, maybe if you're when working... you're on bouncy, bouncy fun time. Yeah, where bouncy, bouncy no. fun time. Maybe you shouldn't be thinking of League of Legends at that point, or maybe you should, depending. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> quite. So, what about your wedding day? Okay. And this time, it's not the groom's fault, right? Over in China, a woman decided to take a break down the street while everyone else was getting ready for her wedding and she's got her makeup on, got her beautiful dress on, she looks amazing and so she sits down at a cafe where they can play video games for a quick bash of League of Legends. Spin on a few hours later. She's yeah, like she said, quick bash. Yep. Uh, her husband and all the and her new future in-laws and her family are wondering where the hell is she gone? They discover she's gone to the cafe, she's playing a League of Legends, 
and she won't leave, even for her own wedding. Ah, dear. They basically had to drag her out, kicking and screaming. You see, this is what trampolines are for. The, the, the smash addictions. <laughs> Everyone should get married on trampolines. Yep. <laughs> you see, when you brought it up, I thought it was like a famed wedding or something. You know, because that's kind of cute, you know. I think the worst part was for the groom because his bride is sitting there playing League of Legends and she's more addicted to that than to him. And his dad obviously uh, realised that as well and started uh, started slapping him and calling him all the names under the sun saying, deal with your wife, <laughs> God damn it. It must be kind of depressing though, really. Yeah, I feel sorry for the groom. But yeah. uh, that's some serious video game addiction right there. It seems like it's um, this morbid stuff. That's where, like the the really bad addiction stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's designed to be addictive, isn't it? Yep. I mean, I mean, I joked when you brought it up. Like, I I've had dreams about The Witcher because I was playing it a lot. It was awesome dreams. <laughs> was Geralt in them? Of course he was on the trampoline. Well, taking it any further, <laughs> t- taking it any further than that, you know, and in you're basically getting into cosplay. Yeah, but. I think, you know, it's got its corner and its corner is fine. And, you know, people enjoy that. There's a community about that. But to actually um, basically sabotage your own life because of it. Yeah, that's some serious addiction right there. I mean, it, this isn't like some people who sabotage their life. Like, uh, they haven't they basically ruin everything they've got and basically drive themselves into a whole, you know, the whole game of stereotype, living in the basement, playing yeah. games all day, living on Doritos. That's one thing. That's one separate thing. That's like a... Like a yeah. A gradual process. Yep. But this this is just completely screwing your... Well, basically, because that groom, he's going to be heartbroken. He doesn't want anything to do with her. And all just for a game, you know. But it's League of Legends. Ah, it's just kind of tragic. Yeah, I know. I know. I was trying to make a joke about League of Legends and it failed. Indeed. Indeed. Well, at least it was the woman and not well, the man. This is how we need to go then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of depressed, and you know, it's, it's to come down from last week. Last week was just manic. Yes. This week we just. Oh, 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 what I do hope, though, is that she's like one of those players who just yells out filthy obscenities about what she's going to do to like other people's mothers. <laughs> <laughs> just there in the in her wedding dress. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Like a two painter of Mountain Dew. <laughs> swearing horribly the staff don't know what to do so, but we closed an hour ago but she won't go she just won't move the wedding dress that was white is now a deep orange <laughs> addiction is real people yes addiction <laughs> is real Ah, anyway so we're, we're at the end of the show so. before that yeah before that yeah you know, the, the, it's an addiction you've got Alcoholics Anonymous you've got um, all sorts of anonymous. Is there a gamers anonymous? <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know, actually. It's feeling like it should be a thing. Yeah, I mean, like not even as a joke. If there are the people who are this addicted to video games, they probably need some kind of help. Yeah, like gamers anonymous. Yeah. Yeah, there should be. There should be a gamers anonymous. Oh yeah, no, because games become more mainstream, having them more um, accepted. So. That comes in the good and the bad, so yeah, it should be, honestly. It should be a thing. Yes, yes, it should be. Okay, on that note, um, we are at the end of the show. If you want to catch any of our previous shows, then you can find them on iTunes, YouTube, and Mixcloud, and various other places on the internet. Uh, Check out our website, thegeekshow.co.uk. 
uh, for all sorts of stuff and uh, that's about it okay I have been Rob I've been Andrew and I have been Rob as well we'll see you all next time thanks for listening